You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, Well, the workshops yesterday really were wonderful. I want to thank Bill and Lou for leading them. Um, but as, almost as soon as they got started talking, I knew I was going to have to change my sermon today. <laughs> Um, I, they, they said something that, that caught me and maybe some of you being raised in the church have heard this before but I wasn't raised in church but I had never heard it and it caught my imagination and it's this simple truth and I want you to hold on to this from today's sermon God does not need people with ability God needs people with availability God does not need people with ability. God needs people with availability. I want you to think about that for a minute. You've heard the phrase, um, what do you give the guy who has everything? You ever hear that phrase? Well, God can do everything. So what kind of help does he need? At the cross of Jesus Christ, we confess it's the center point of our faith that at the cross, Jesus conquered sin, death, and the devil. The victory is won. What are we needed for? Well, like a ripple in in a pool, the cross drops into the middle of history and the ripples go outward and as the ripples encounter us that victory of God gets applied to our lives and to the lives of everyone around us. And God needs us to be available to His purposes not because He needs our works either to save us or to accomplish His will but because as a loving Father He gives us the opportunity to participate in what He's doing in the world. We need to make ourselves available. Not because we've got tremendous abilities, but because God can use us in ways we can't possibly imagine to accomplish His purposes. Think about who we just saw called from our Gospel reading, okay? Two fishermen from one boat, two fishermen from another. Brothers all. Okay? These are the most uneducated people that that corner of the world had to offer. They're day laborers. They don't catch any fish that day, they don't get paid that day. They have no formal education, no training to speak, even at church and synagogue. If you come up and you read from the lectern here, you do more than they did. <laughs> And yet, God was going to take them and use them to shake the whole known world. They would face off against some of the greatest intellects of their generation. They would face off against Caesar in Rome. And in a short few decades, the Christian faith would sweep over and change the entire world. And it's still changing the world today, not because of their abilities. If you ever turn to the Bible, what you will see about Peter is primarily his failures. 
over and over and over again, the guy gets it wrong. <laughs> That's why I like Peter so much. I'm, I feel like him. <laughs> but he made himself available in the end to God. And God used him powerfully. See, we're a busy culture. I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning before my feet hit the floor, many days my first thought is, God, thank you for giving me breath and letting me wake up this morning. It's not my first thought. My first thought is, okay, the kids have this due today. I've got this appointment later. Oh, I need gas in the car, and the cheapest gas is at BJ's this week. And, you know, and my brain's going, anyone else experience that? It's just me. <laughs> We're so busy. It's hard to be available. But when we make ourselves available to God, He can avail Himself of the opportunity to use us for His purposes. And part of availing, making ourselves available to Him is trusting Him with the plan. It might not be our plan. In fact, it likely isn't our plan. <laughs> But he has got an amazing plan for how he will use us for his kingdom purposes to touch lives and change lives. And the first life to be changed will be our own. That's really is what St. Paul's talking about in today's reading. All these strange opposites. If you're mourning, act like you're not mourning. If you're joyful, act like you're not joyful. If you're married, act like you're not married. How does it all come together? He's just telling us what to prioritize. That our, and it's, it's right there in the last line of the reading, that our devotion to God may be complete. When God's calling, pay attention to Him first and foremost and let the other voices wait. Make yourself available to Him because He made Himself available to you on the cross. I don't know how God is calling you, but I know He is because He's calling all of us. It started with baptism. He draws us in through the preaching of the Word and the Holy Spirit enlivens our minds to be called to according to His purpose. And because we are not saved by our works, we are free to respond with a yes or a no or a wait. <laughs> I want to share with you a story about a woman who answered yes. One of my personal heroes. I just learned about her a couple years ago. Her name is Gladys, and she was born in 1902. Gladys, like Peter and Andrew and James and John, was of the lowest social class of her day. She uh, was raised in a very, very poor section of London, and um, by the time she was in her teens, she was a chambermaid. Her schooling was done. She was quite literally changing the bedclothes and changing the chamber pots for people who are wealthier and better off than her. But one night she went to church and she became convinced that God wanted her to be a missionary to China. So she took what little money she had and invested in going... They had a school for missionaries then. Can you imagine that? There was a school in London that you could go to if you wanted to be a missionary overseas. She invested in that, took the classes, and washed out. They said, you're not smart enough. You can't... She, she couldn't learn Chinese. <laughs> She didn't give up because she was convinced it was God calling her. And so she heard about a woman in China who was looking to retire. She was a missionary. She needed to come home from the mission field. She needed someone to replace her. And it was a really bad 
province and no one really wanted to go there. And so she took it upon herself to write to Jeannie, this woman in China. And can you imagine at the time, this is not the day and age of email. Yeah, you write a letter, you put it on a boat, it goes over to China, it takes a couple of months, takes a couple of months for the reply to come back. She gets the reply, and all the time she's changing chamber pots. <laughs> and she gets the reply and it says, you're the only person who's answered, you've got the job if you can get here. <laughs> well, she didn't have the kind of money it took to travel to China by boat. There were no flights. The only thing she could afford was the Trans-Siberian Railroad. And Russia and China were at war. But she bought her ticket and boarded the train with two pounds nine to her name and set off across all of Europe and all of Russia to try and get to China. When she got to the, the Chinese border between uh, what we think of as Mongolia, she was stopped by the Russian soldiers and told she could not enter that area she had a lot of trouble with them, actually. It's one of the things they downplayed in the movie they made about her life. So she ended up having to go into, dip, into Japan and catch a boat from Japan to China. She finally made her way to the missionary who wanted to retire, and together they founded an orphanage called um, the Inn of the Seven Happinesses. Eight Happinesses, sorry, Eight Happinesses. My kids will correct me because they know Chinese. Um, the, the end of the eight happinesses and they started ministering to orphans she had an out, a way her inroad to start meeting people in the culture was that uh, China had recently passed a law against foot binding do you know what foot binding is? Where um, it was considered beautiful in Chinese culture for women to have small feet so mothers were maiming their daughters by wrapping their feet so their feet couldn't grow and their feet were being deformed. So they had passed a law against it, and she went out and inspected people. There was huge backlash against this law. They oftentimes um, afflicted, murdered, wounded the inspectors. But she was such a loving presence that they let her into their lives. And little by little, she got to meet people and help people. She adopted several Chinese children herself. She became a Chinese citizen. So that people could know she was really one of them, and, and in solidarity with them. In 1938... Japan invaded China as part of what we know as World War II. And though wounded in the invasion, Gladys took over a hundred orphanages by orphans, excuse me, by foot over the mountains and into safety. Hundreds of mile trek to do it. They made a really terrible movie about her life uh, starring Ingrid Bourbon. I say it's a terrible movie because it departed so far from the fact she was embarrassed by the movie. But she made herself available to God. And sometimes that meant saying no to people who had told her she couldn't be a missionary. But she answered God's call first. And I want to read to you something that she said. Towards the end of her life, she died in Taiwan because they wouldn't let her back into the country because she was a, when the communist regime took over because she was a Christian. But here's what she wrote. She said, I wasn't God's first choice for what I've done for China. There was somebody else. I don't know who it was. God's first choice. I don't know what happened. Perhaps he died. Perhaps he wasn't willing. And God looked down and saw Gladys Aylward. The difference between Gladys and whoever God's first choice was was that she made herself available to God. And he did amazing things for the people of China, especially the orphans of China, through her. 
how is God calling you? What do you need to free up in your life to make yourself available to answer His call? In Jesus Christ, God gave up all that it was to be God, every power and prerogative and privilege, and embraced our humanity. He asks us to embrace our humanity by embracing Him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, You have accomplished all that is necessary for our salvation. And yet, You give us the chance to participate in what You're doing in the world. Help us make ourselves available to You. Not with pride in our abilities, but trust in Your abilities to work through us and through the circumstances of our lives. Help us step forward. Help us stop doing what we're doing that's distracting ourselves from You. Tear down every obstruction inside and outside so we may answer Your call. Become the people You wish us to be and whom we are destined to be for the sake of Your great love for us and your great love for the world, which will be blessed when we do this. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and Keep your sleeping, thy presence, my light.